guys. Welcome to another episode of the Search for Awesome podcast. I'm Titus. And I'm Mikey. This week we are talking about uh, why are we getting all these privacy policy emails? A guy is selling his Facebook data online. Uh, Bingate was real. And we're talking about the uh, most popular websites today. We're going to hear Titus's initial thoughts on OnePlus 6. And this just in, some news that I heard about today that I hadn't even talked with Titus about yet. News about MoviePass. I am uh, super interested to hear about MoviePass. They've been making a lot of changes lately. We've been talking about them quite a bit. But before that, how was your Memorial Day? It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, just hung out. I mean, as you know, it's also my birthday um, the day before Memorial yes. Day. Uh, so we just hung out and spent some family time. My wife definitely did not remind me to send you a text message. That <laughs> is something that definitely did not happen. So It's fine. I know you don't care about me. I, I get it. I get it. But I got big news. What's I going on with news? Pass? Guess what happened? No, I got bigger news than that. Guess what oh, happened today? What? What's that? I just went under contract for our first house. What? In yeah. Georgia? You're moving back? N- n- no. Yeah. N- no, in, in Maryland. We're, we're actually buying a house in, in Maryland. Why is that good news then? It's, I'm I just mean, kidding. I'm happy for you. <laughs> I know that that has been, you've been looking at a lot of houses. Yeah. I sent you a nice one from in Georgia. You didn't, did y'all not consider it? Or? Unfortunately, see the way my job works, um, <laughs> that's quite a commute. Well, yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, you've been teasing me with this. What's going on with MoviePass? I haven't All heard right. anything about this. So let's jump into it. Let me pull my notes up here. All right, so I got this information from Gizmodo. I'm sure there's several other people talking about it, but that's where I got the information from. Um, so we already know that their parent company is low on funds. I mean, really bad. They're, they're using 21.7 million a month to fuel the company. You know, they're relying on this 300 million, uh, credit line that they're making on. And you would think they'd be doing everything they can to cut corners, but no, they decided, Hey, let's just go buy our own prolific production production company and start our own movie studio i mean because why not you know when you're struggling with money why not try and just spend more money makes so much sense they combined with emmett furla oasis films efo i don't know who that is i'm sure they're a big thing i i don't follow that whole realm but they're they're combining with them and they're making their own movie studio uh they've got a lot of stuff in the works the movie pass ceo mitch lowe told variety this signals our long-term commitment to the movie business. We're here for the long haul. I definitely agree that it confirms our commitment and that they're in this for the long haul. I just don't know if the long haul is going to be as long as they want it to be. I, I don't know. I mean, for me, with they're actually making waves. It kind of excites me. I feel like I kind of want to root for them. I want them to succeed in this. I just... Like, okay, so the last bit of news, if if you guys don't remember, is basically the CEO said they have 17 months of funds left to run the business. But it wasn't actual funds. It was them, basically, they had a credit, an equity credit line. So it was them going into more debt. So basically, they just cut that 17 months in half or something. I don't know how much they paid for this company to be a part of it. but And that's the thing. It's an undisclosed amount. They didn't really send information. So who knows? I mean, they could have got it for like pennies to the dollar. I don't know. I'll be honest, dude. I literally was this close because the stock is so cheap right now. It was like 40 cents per share. I was this close to being like, let me just get like 100 shares and just, you know, it's 40 bucks. 
if it goes poof, then terrible. If it's worth a hundred bucks later, that's a lot of money. So right. I don't know. Yeah. I think we should do it. We should do it immediately because now that we post this, other people are going to be like, you know what? That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm sure that's what people are going to think. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up. Uh, why are we getting all these privacy policy emails? Mikey, I've gotten a million of these things. Have you gotten a lot? I've gotten so many. I can't even keep count. Companies that I didn't even realize I was affiliated with anymore. Exactly. Yes. Me. I was like, my goodness. It's kind of crazy, and you've probably gotten a bunch of these emails or like app notifications, or if you go on a website, you might see like a big pop-up at the bottom, but they don't want to block the content, but they want you to know their privacy policy has been updated. Here's what is going on. I kind of knew some of the stuff was happening, but I didn't know all the details, so here is all the details as I understand it, and it is from a Washington Post article I will link in the show notes. Um, the EU, or the European Union, so this is not American, this is a European thing going on is getting strict about data collection and thinks people should have power over their own data which that's awesome i think they totally should companies are making money off of it it's something that really should belong to you mikey and to me it's information about me why shouldn't it belong to myself anyway so they're getting more strict about it and um it's kind of crazy how society is changing because for a while i don't think we valued data whatsoever and now it's like Everybody wants data. Like that's like the name of the game nowadays. And like if you have a startup and there's not the word data in like as part of the plan, then like you're not going to get funded. But anyway, basically they're requiring companies to be explicit in their efforts to seek consent from the consumers before collecting their personal data. So they are having to be very clear about what kind of data they're collecting from people is how I read that. And they're also having to give consumers easy access to their own data, and they should be able to delete their data if the customer requests it. If a data breach is discovered, they have, if I remember right, 72 hours to disclose it. They cannot keep it quiet if they find out about it. This is a European rule, so if a business does any business in Europe, then they have to update their privacy policy. And a lot of these policies seem to be coming over the shores to the United States as well. That's why we're all getting these updates. Anyway, here's the kicker, though. Failure to comply means heavy fines. And these are unbelievably heavy fines, by the way. $23 million or 4% of a company's annual global revenue, whichever's higher. Goodness that's, gracious. So that's why all these companies are going nuts and trying to get all this stuff together. That's global revenue. So it's not just whatever they're making in Europe. They're, they're hitting them with whatever they make worldwide. So everywhere. That's huge. Yes. Yeah, and it, it kind of seems a little weird to me that they're making profits off of things that isn't in, affected by their country or whatever, but that's how they're doing it. And, uh, you know, I guess if you can get away with it, why not? Uh, but what's interesting is a number of U.S.-based news sites, the Los Angeles Times, the Chicago Tribune, Baltimore Sun, and others have basically gone offline as far as the European people are. So basically, if you're in Europe and you try to go to any these sites, it basically says, nope, we no longer serve you. <laughs> Oh, they wow. they can't they can't even access the sites because they don't want to deal with all the stuff that all this has to deal with. All these uh, different sites are actually connected in some way, I do believe, but um, like they are have the same parent company. But uh, right now they're just like, you know what? We're just flipping the switch off, and maybe we'll come back. Even though I think it's kind of crazy what all they're doing, I think it's kind of great, man. I think it's good. You're giving power back to the people. It's your data, and like think about data breaches and stuff like that. If I had the power to delete my data where I didn't want it then data breach, like, it's not as scary. Like, it's really scary when I got an email 
saying that my Yahoo or Yahoo, I always get made fun of for the way I say that, uh, like <laughs> email got hacked when I haven't used it in like five years. Like, why can't I just delete all the information Yahoo has on me or whatever? So it gets you back the power. I think it's a good thing. No, I mean, I definitely have to agree because I got several emails from different companies, you know, about their policy changes because of this that I, some of them I don't even remember ever dealing with. And then two, some of them that I haven't dealt with in like eight plus years. So it's nuts, yeah. And and so my thought is is like, why do they still even have my data? They have enough data on me when I haven't even been to their website in years to be able to include me in this. You know what I'm saying? Like and I understand they may just have my email and like my name and stuff, but I don't know what they have. Yeah, it's and now you with these new rules, uh, assuming that they apply them to the United States as well as to the European customers, um, you should have the power to delete data where you want to. But that does require like effort and stuff. So we probably still won't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But on that note, I thought it was funny. I saw this article on this website called Motherboard. I guess it's a site ran by Vice. This guy listed all of his Facebook data on eBay. (laughs) for sale starting at 99 cents this was great so this is what the guy said that is selling his uh, facebook data on ebay i realized that i had been selling my data for free for ages and i decided it was time to cash in <laughs> so uh he, he basically downloaded all of his facebook data um and uh he he put it online to the highest bidder uh i tried to find a listing for it i couldn't find it but this article i found said that when they last posted 43 bidders had bid and it's about $385. And he said that he's going to pledge the money. I think he's going to give it to uh, some kind of organization. He said, I've got a theory that all the top bidders are actually my mom. I guess he's British. My mom <laughs> looking to teach me a hard lesson about life. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then um, he also did uh, forbidden people to steal his identity and open a sweatshop. So <laughs> that's part of it. The... Anyway, I thought that was pretty great. All right, so next up, Ben Gate was real. Now, if you don't know, remember Ben Gate, this was about two years ago, whenever the iPhone 6 came out. The iPhone 6 Plus apparently had an issue where if it was in people's pockets um, and it did not have a case or something on it, the metal of the chassis or whatever would bend. And people started reporting this, Unbox Therapy, before he became the massive 10 million plus subscriber YouTube channel, did a video about this. This is like before he's a million subscribers. And he just basically took the phone and bent it with his bare hands just to, to show how easy this was to do. What's kind of crazy, though, even though this was two years ago, apparently Apple actually knew their phones were actually more likely to bend. These new ones that came out, the iPhone 6 was slightly more likely, and the iPhone 6 Plus was significantly more likely. And fa- apparently the iPhone 6 Plus was a whopping 7.2, per- or 7.2 times more likely to warp or to bend. It's kind of embarrassing. The reason why this came out, though, is because there was a class action lawsuit against Apple. And during that, there was some records that were made public from inside of Apple where they did some internal testing. And engineers found out that uh, the iPhone was more the new iPhone at that time was more likely to bend. And at the time when it got discovered that there was bending, they kind of acted like, oh, I don't know what you mean. What are you talking about? Oh, this is a very small amount of people. You, you know, for, first of all, I want to point out that like, when we first started talking about this, I'm sitting here thinking like, I, cause you know, I forgot all about this. So I'm sitting here thinking, wait, of, of, what do you mean they knew? Like, of course they knew because it was happening and then it caught on, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm not reading this correctly. They knew it was going to happen before the phones were released. That's huge. That is 
appearance. Huge, yes. I mean, you know, because like it's it's one thing if you just never did that testing, you never knew, but to do that and know and release this phone with nothing about it and then play dumb for two years. And the only reason that they've seemed to have come out with this is because it there was a class action lawsuit. I I'd have to imagine here that if that never would have happened, they probably would have never admitted it at all. It wasn't that they came clean. It was that during the class action lawsuit, they had to reveal some records, and that's when it came to people's attention that uh, they apparently did some testing, and they, of course they knew that their, uh, their iPhone was going to bend. It doesn't surprise me that they knew because surely they know the, like, the metal that they use for each and every one of their phones at what point exactly it will bend and how much pressure it would take to actually bend. Metal bends. That's part of what metal does. Some yeah. bend, some there, there's no way they don't do that test. There's no way. I feel like they still have that pressure as a company. You know, everybody looks at Apple as like, oh, they they kind of just, they're very arrogant and just do what they want to do. But there's still that pressure because if they want to keep making the money they're making, they've got to release these products on time. So maybe they know about this stuff and maybe they're not the only company. Maybe they are. Maybe this is a huge flaw for them. I don't know, but I can't imagine Mm -hmm. that there's not a possibility that they're just letting it go because they can't push off that deadline because they know everybody's waiting, you know, for that new iPhone event and they're going to, you know, pre-order that iPhone. And if that gets delayed, like, what would that say? You know, especially considering half the time it's right around the time the new galaxy comes out or whatever. So you push off that event another six months so you can do more testing. And now everybody's buying a galaxy instead. All right, let's move on to the next topic. All right. So I saw this on Reddit pop up, and there's this website uh, called, it's actually Alexa. It's like Amazon Alexa, I guess, but they basically rank the top sites, like the most visited sites in different countries and around the world. Now, this is websites, not apps, um, and I'd actually be really curious to know like how apps perform compared to websites. But Mikey, do you have a guess on who came out on top, or, or some of the top ones? I just thought Golly, it was interesting to go Top through. websites. Come on, you gotta know one of them. I, right? I mean, I have to say Reddit. Okay, yeah, it's, it's in there. One of them. Um, it's not number one. What would be number one? What do you think? That's a tough call. I mean, I I feel like I'd have to say I feel like it's not fair, and I'll explain why. But I feel like Google would probably be on top. You're right, man. It is Google. But I feel like a lot of people use Chrome, and it defaults to Google. So does That's that true. count? That's, you know what I'm saying? If I if I just cool. hit a new tab, I'm pretty much using Google.com. Yeah. I guess a different default, but yeah, that's a good point. Maybe, maybe. Um, number two though is YouTube. That's not a default. That's not surprising though. And guess, this is the one that was kind of crazy. This is why it came up though. Uh, Facebook was number three. It is now number four, and it's behind Reddit. Oh wow! Isn't that crazy? And then that's Amazon crazy. is after Facebook at five, and then Wikipedia is at six. Yeah, Yahoo. Who's using Yahoo anymore? I didn't. I, I didn't know Yahoo going... really existed much anymore. I'm not trying to be mean. I just it's number seven. I've never even used it. It's above Twitter. Twitter's wow. number eight. And then there's eBay, and then Instagram's number ten. And by the way, who gets on a browser and goes to Instagram? Like it's based. The website's like barely functional. Yeah. It's like it's like basically only an app. Anyway, it's it's like their app with like less than half the function of it yeah so those are the top 10 i thought the switch between facebook and reddit were was pretty interesting i just turned 32 and i found myself getting more and more into reddit and kind of moving away from facebook i used to use facebook a lot but it became a it became a situation where like 
you know, like uh, say like with yo-yos that you know that I've gotten into recently. If I want to talk to talk to people about yo-yos, I can post something on Facebook, but then I've got to hope that someone on my friends list actually cares about yo-yos. Otherwise, everyone just looks at me like I'm an idiot. But I can go over to Reddit and I can find an actual subreddit about yo-yos and can talk to them all day long about it. But yeah, if you can find the right group, man, there's a lot of interesting stuff. But I will say, be careful about posting things on Reddit because yes. people are not as kind if they don't like what you like. <laughs> so I've, I've bur- that's burned me before. I thought it would be a great idea, Mikey, one time to post a video about why I was returning my GoPro because and I didn't like it. I remember that uh, on the GoPro Reddit. I thought all these people are super passionate about GoPros. It would be really informative to them is to show them why I don't like this GoPro. They did not find it informative. No. I, I was worried that you were going to have to like start peeking out your windows before you left the house. They were not happy. No, no. I got, I got, I got pretty baked on that one, man. They were, whew, they were not very friendly. And like, it was funny, like, within a minute of me posting it, I was getting ugly comments. So like, I know they didn't watch the full video. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, the, just the premise they didn't like. Anyway. All right, guys, quickly, the last thing I want to do is warn you about something that uh, you should be aware of. Um, And the FBI says that Russians hacked hundreds of thousands of home and office routers. So um, you might want to do something about that. It's actually funny. My wife, uh, Leslie, told me about this before anyone else did. And she said to me, maybe we should unplug our router. Russians, have you heard about this? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I was dying. I just thought it was the funniest thing. I would love for her to be like a news anchor and be like, in other news, Apple, Obamacare, squirrels. Have you guys, have you heard about that, Mikey? Have you? <laughs> yeah, I can totally <laughs> see her doing it too. She'd be so lost. She would literally get started talking about something like Apple. And Dude. next thing you know, you're talking about socks and the way they package them. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, one podcast we need to do, and definitely I want to hear um, you guys' opinion on this, but uh, we should have Leslie give all the news to us. We should put <laughs> and Leslie just... and Lauren on here. Oh, that'd be great. And they just do the and podcast. And we'll just sit here, and they'll give the news, and then we'll just have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, the FBI warned on Friday that Russian computers hacked a lot of home and office routers. So, you need to go do something about it, uh, because it's your router may have been impacted. So, if you're like me and you have no idea how to, you know, get your router updated to stop this or, or fix this problem that you might be having, um, I would Google whatever model of router you have or whoever makes it and see if you can figure out how to get a firmware update on it and like look it up online, see if they have a guide. If they don't have a guide, call the manufacturer, give them your serial number or whatever and ask them to help you through it because it is a big deal. In my case, I have mine through AT&T and I think they manage all that, but I will call them and see. I don't really know how that works either. So I always hate getting these alerts and it's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I, that sounds horrifying, but I don't, I have no idea what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so. you're like, I should totally be proactive about this. And then you just sit there. Why don't you tell us about your OnePlus 6 or 3? I'm not sure what you bought because um, you keep telling me OnePlus 3. Every time I tell you, like, hey, it's coming, I, w- I would keep texting you. I'd be like, Mikey, it's coming in like two days. The OnePlus 3 is coming. So I would always respond back with, <laughs> okay, but when's the OnePlus 6 coming? Like I did like two or three times too. And every time so you got confused and lost as to what I was talking about, I'm like, you're the one who said it, not me. Yeah, the first time I was confused. The second time I was just like, I'm done. Anyway, this is the uh, 
I got it to yesterday, and I have been playing with it ever since, and I like it so far, dude. It's pretty awesome. And uh, one of the cool things is it's actually really easy to switch. I haven't switched to Android phone in like two years, and they've made it like really easy. Like I bumped the two phones together. This is my old phone. I bumped them together, and like it transferred all the stuff, and it was pretty awesome. It's really fast. It's got a million ways to unlock it. It's really lightweight. The notch isn't bugging me. I thought it would bug me, but they have it really well designed. It only it only includes the notches and apps that you approve it to. It will just black out the notch if you go into landscape mode. And otherwise, it just puts all your uh, notifications and stuff. That's pretty awesome. I told you you would like it, though, didn't I? Dude, I, did. I, I like it a lot. I, but the thing is, I also like my OnePlus 3. And can I brag about OnePlus for a second? I got an update for my phone to today, but not... This one. Actually, I did get an update for this one. I got an update on my OnePlus 3 today. They're still enhancing this phone. This phone is like almost two years old. They added face unlock to my old phone. And they added some UI improvements. They even added did a security update. They updated some of their apps. Like, this is a two-year-old phone. They don't have to update this anymore. No one expects them to do this other than security updates. I, I think that they're I mean, they, a good company, man. They've released, what, the 5 and the 5T in between these two. No, 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 no. This is the 3. They released the 3T, the 5, and the 5T. Oh, yeah, they did. This is four phones ago. This is a, almost a two-year-old phone at this point. Like, I don't think anybody so, would really judge them if they didn't come out with new features for it. That's so cool. I, I think they're a great company. All right, guys. So one of the things that's coming up is I'm actually working on making my own channel and making some videos on there. I'm going to be doing a couple different things. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. It's going to be a variety of different stuff. Uh, one of the things I am going to be doing is reviewing these headphones. For those of you that are just listening to this podcast, you can't see this box, and I'm not going to open it yet, um, but you can easily find out about them online. But I'm going to be reviewing them and giving my opinion on it. It's the One Voice. Uh, the website is onevoicenyc.com, and it's the number one, not the spelled out one. But they're... They're the stereo wireless earbuds. What's really special about these is one, first of all, they were only $30 and they're completely wireless. Now there's other options that are cheap as well, but what compelled me to these is the earbud style. See, um, me and Titus actually both use these Bose, um, was it sound sport headphones? Yeah. Uh, because they have such a unique style earbud that feels really comfortable in my ear especially for me with big ears. The problem is, is when you get the completely wireless option, they're like $250, $300, somewhere around there. So we'll be doing a review video on that. I'm excited. I'm excited about your channel. That's awesome. Dude, get in there. And for That's those awesome. of you wondering, um, my yo-yo problem has really gotten out of hand. Um, I about drove my wife crazy uh, this past week because I, I bought two of the same yo-yo why did you do that? So I could half swap them. So I bought a blue one and a black one. Okay, I didn't know what that meant. And I just saw you on camera and basically you have half of one attached to half of the other. And So it's, so I bought a blue one and a black one and now I have one that's blue and black and the other one's blue and black as well now. That's awesome. It's kind of a problem. Well, uh, one thing I do want to tell everyone about, um, I talked about this a couple, I don't know, a long time ago. But I'm finally going to be launching my video about, actually, by the time you see this, it should be out there, uh, my Xbox One S non-gamer review. Basically, this is reviewing the Xbox One S for somebody who isn't interested in gaming because it actually is a really awesome TV box. 
if you're looking for like a more if you like like Roku or you like Amazon Fire or whatever, but you want something more faster and powerful and can do more things sort of uh this one might actually be perfect for a lot of people so check that video out it should be out right now on the search awesome channel wow i'm glad to see you really got that one released I, that was really quick it only took like a couple months yeah that's dude, awesome um, you know um you can't rush perfection you know yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that <laughs> all right guys we'll catch you guys next time you guys have a good see one see you later